Hello, everybody. Hello, everyone. Oh, I faded that out a little too quickly. That's all right. <laughs> it's pulsing. <laughs> I'm having a little little trouble with the controls today. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the uh, one and only netcast about the greatest game in the world. Which game would that be? Advanced Squad Leader. Of course. After all this time, you'd think I would have that down, but I do have that short memory term problem. Yes, you do. So and I I'm, often forget why we're here. I'm Dave. And I'm Jeff. We're happy to be your hosts again. And this is, of course, episode, the one episode oh. everybody's been waiting for. Which is what, 107? 108. Really? Yeah, it's the one everybody's been waiting for. What was 107? Uh, Death of Sven. Oh, part two. Part two. Okay, I didn't get that into our little list where we record what we did on the show, so... And you don't know? There was no box art on that show or any... No. ...product. Oh, pro- only product that he had. His yes. thing. H-O- yeah. yeah. Well, so, anyway, those yeah. were enjoyable. Those were very good, and we got a lot of really good feedback from people on that, which was we, nice. Yes, uh, we did. I mean, Steve was a great interview, very interesting guy. A lot of people were uh, really... Um, Interested to hear what he had to say because they've heard about him and known about him for so long. Yes. Some people actually knew him. Yes. That was nice. And And I learned a lot. And another one down on our plan to interview all of the third-party product people. And everybody that's interesting. All of them. So that'll easily fill up another 100 to 200 shows. Yeah. I hope so. Because I was thinking today, or the other day, I can't remember exactly when, and it doesn't matter, but... (laughs) I was thinking, really, we have 102 shows to go. I mean, sorry, uh, 92 shows to go. Are we going to have enough stuff? I think, I, I don't know. Now, it's funny because I was editing the Greatest Hits episode last night. Yeah. And the night before. And we had this very conversation. Who? Oh, you and me? You, yeah, you said you thought it would last. Yeah, you said it would last about 30 to 40 episodes. So you couldn't believe oh, we were on I? 60 or 70 yeah. already. Yeah. And had so much yet to do. Yeah. Maybe it'll come to an end someday. I'm sure it will. Unless people pay us enough to keep it going. (laughs) There's always that. Money talks. Well, yeah. (laughs) No, as long as we still have stuff to talk about. And I I worry that we're going to get through. Are we going to get through all the rules? And then we'll be like, I don't. I I can't actually see that happening. Because you can always talk about what what we've been playing lately. Yeah. Um, I can paint my own box art. Yeah. And then talk about yes, my we own. Yes, I could come up with my own rules. Yeah, you could do and then we could talk rules about those. that we could have in ASL. That's a great idea. Um. Yeah. Rules that should have been. <laughs> I guess we could talk about rules. We could we could go take a uh, module like Tarawa, for instance, and go through the rules of that. And go, you know, all the extra rules. And it's stuff a like lot. That. And it, there's so much you we haven't even touched on yeah, yet. Yeah, we haven't touched on do-it-yourself, which we don't really know that much about. But, but uh, we could. Vast or maybe you do. No. Do it yourself, you know, where you... We, we've, I've done a, a few. Yeah. For miniatures. I mean, and you've got all these... The only products we've reviewed are things that mostly have come out since we've been doing this. Yeah. You know, I've dredged up all these annuals, plan to go through all of them, and yeah. then all the journals. I mean, you think about it. And you've got all the La Franck Terrier stuff. We haven't done all of Sam's stuff yet, as what's in the boxes. Yeah. There's Sam Tyson. Mm-hmm. There's a lot, and people keep producing. So that when that slows down, yeah. Okay. Well, I feel better. Yeah. 
because that was looming. I, you know, I'm the kind of guy, I like Woody uh, Allen. I'm the Woody Allen I, of ASL. I was sitting here and I was wondering, where, what are we going to have to do? I don't even we're know running out of stuff if we're do. halfway through the rules. I think we're only a less than a third of the way through the oh, okay. terrain yeah. rule section. Yeah. So All right. there's a lot to Thank do. you. In fact, I think I have some notes Making somewhere on terrain. Better. Too, and I can't remember if we did them or not. So later on, we'll decide that for this show. You know, we need to hire an archivist. Or, is that well, what you I have, call it? I have that one listing. We could share it. Have on you been Google keeping Docs. that up? Yeah, kind of? yeah, everything but last episode. So I you know, I just I want everybody to know how much work Dave really puts into this show because you put in more, I it, much more than me maintenance. Well, lately, you but those first forty, you were editing all, yeah. I think, and yeah, and you maintain the site and do all the tech and yeah, but and you, you, you have a life and I don't. No. <laughs> you have a wonderful life and a wonderful wife and kids and all that stuff, and you still manage to do it. And kind of we were talking about one of those. We were talking about, well, we shouldn't talk about it probably. About what? Alcohol consumption. <laughs> we said not we wouldn't. The, we said we won't talk about it. I Just for myself, and it's again, it's not that I drink much, and I'm going to say again, again, and again. But if in the evenings when I have a glass of wine or something um, – I get sleepy, and then I'm ready to read a little bit and go to bed. Yeah. Watch a little TV and go Whereas to bed. Whereas can, you are like a juggernaut. I keep going. You and do. You're amazing. In fact, last night while I was editing the next Greatest Hits, I was listening to it and finishing the Invisible Man model kit. Wow. Which is all finished. And I did some great things on that. You know, they, they come with these plastic bottles. Um, in two parts, all the little... Science paraphernalia, oh, containers, yeah. okay. and and the potion things, and yeah. Yeah. and so I made a discovery. If, if in the older days, I would paint the interior. I would just build them empty, yeah, glue them together, put them on the shelf. Right. Then I was like, oh, I could paint the inside with paint. It might look like there's a liquid in there. Oh yeah, kinda, but it kind of also looks like you painted the inside with paint. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this one. I was like, I'm going to fill these bottles with things. So I put like sand in one and uh, white, this white powdery stuff and, you know. and Tiny little monkey skeletons? <laughs> well, no, it came with some rat skeleton oh, it did. Uh, things that okay. you, but, and then I made a discovery. The paints you use for making those little stained glass windows you buy at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. You know, I was a little kid. You know, it's two ninety nine. There's yeah. some paints in there, and uh, they paint it onto the stained glass window thing. That paint is translucent. Yes. So I took it. I, I had some of their leftover paint, and it was partially dried out, so it was gobby, gooby, mm-hmm. thick, gel like. And I stuffed it into the bottle halves, oh. and then glued it together, oh. and then like pounded it down a little. It looks like it's full of this yeah. liquidy. Clear. Oh, that's brilliant. Very cool. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's very, very cool. So there's a technique, listeners, for your model building days. You should do a YouTube channel. Yeah, and then I ordered the... In your spare time. The the Munsters... No, are the car? ...now released. No, there are oh. two new ones from maybe Mobius Models. There's yeah. Herman and the father. What was his name? Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. Oh, it's separate them. Separate it's kits. Them. Oh, really? Yeah, full body kits, and they're in the lab. Well, they don't. They so, don't have a model of Marianne. Brand or new no, kids. not Marianne. Was no. What I was saw the daughter's name, Evelyn. Oh, the normal girl, Vivian. I don't remember. No. I saw one of Lily that was a little inappropriate. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yvonne, I, De, the I lovely was a, Yvonne De Carlo. Yeah, and I thought 
I I saw this kit. Wow. She's all done up. Really? And in a like pose, she's going like, out, huh? On like on on her knees and Really? Yeah, and I'm looking at this. Yeah, thing. that doesn't seem it's right. like a resin kit. Yeah. I don't do resin kits, but there's tons mm-hmm. of them out there on these kind of horror things and yeah. cult things. They're horror. expensive. Horror. horror. Yeah. And this one, yeah, I looked and I thought, did they get approval to make that? I mean, yeah. how could I it didn't seem respectful. Yeah. Makes you wonder. Quite frankly. Yeah, well I would steer away from that too. Yeah. But the Herman and the grandpa, yeah. They yeah. might maybe they'll do more if these two sell enough. So Yeah, I can't wait till the Eddie Munster kit comes the out. The Eddie, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Will he be in wearable form or <laughs> that? I don't know, but getting back to it, you're like in the middle of the night, you're still going. You're like a, a runaway train. Yeah, I, ad- so. I admire that. Well, it, plus you've got a prehensile tail, so you get <laughs> you get even more stuff done. You're like painting with three hands, and now that's funny you said that because we played D and D in Justin's. We used to be Justin's world. Now it's Steve's. Mm-hmm. Great time group I dropped out of for half a year or more. That's for a f- the version four. Yeah, uh, Pathfinder. Four. Oh, it's Pathfinder. Okay, Pathfinder. Right. And I guess there's some races of beans that you can find online and they're doing all this. I don't know where they're getting all this stuff, but he's an ape-like creature, but he's oh. more monkey-like because he has a prehensile tail, ah. and he drank a healing potion while in combat with the prehensile tail. Oh, he did? Yes. Very handy. Or <laughs> so. taily, or whatever the term would be. So I had not yeah. heard of that race yet, but it's online somewhere, Paizo or I'm sure. They're cu- they've got... They're coming up with plenty of stuff. Yeah, but we had an incredibly fun time. You know, again, we, I think we said on the show before, it's a different kind of fun D&D. Yeah. Interactive. Yeah, well, it's Lighter a than you're just, you know, when you and I sit staring at the board playing squad leader. Yeah. And it's, and it's <laughs> yeah. you know, squad leader is one-on-one and D&D is a. Yeah, group thing, group thing and thing, yeah. less, less intense, I think, at, at times. Yeah. So how is your model coming of the. Well, I, I think I've, what. <laughs> It's been two weeks since we've been in the <laughs> When did we last record? I think it's been... Uh, three weeks? A month? It could be, because Deathless Sun, we did two in one, yeah. which we should do tonight, In fact, too, in fact two people wrote on Facebook, posted on Facebook within the last couple of days, when are you guys going to come out with another episode? Because oh, okay. it's time, so... I haven't made any progress on my model. In three hours. And there, I have no excuse other than on... I've been working on Saturdays. What I've been doing is working... Um, Trying to put more hours in at the be- who, who wants to hear this? I try to put more hours <laughs> in at the beginning of the month, including working Saturdays, so that I can t- the, toward the end of the month I can relax a little bit. So I did that in December, and I, I'm doing that in January. Now I've got a little extra time. I am going to try to work on that. Well, um, yeah, because so, yeah. I I want to. Plus, I've got four more. So <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought uh, you over. I, I did I think you overbought when I when you first told me. Did you me. really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Usually. Two. If you get yeah. two done, then yeah. it's time to get grab some more. Yeah, but you well, always, I went uh, on eBay. It was a package, four oh. models for for twenty bucks. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's a so, steal. It was so inexpensive. Yeah, yeah. So well, if you never get to them, maybe I'll take one and build it, or we could try building together. But we, we're so busy. We that would show be fun. You know, I wish we lived gaming. closer. Maybe can, like we're five minutes apart. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you know, actually, if you came over one night. Or if I came over one night, all those nights when you're sitting alone in your basement, I could you be should there. just come over. I'll yeah. just e- email you and say, I'll, "Okay, ten to midnight." That's a great idea. You know? Yeah, I, you know, 
because I knew I had off today because of the cold. But yeah, it's bitterly cold here bitterly in Chicago. Cold in Chicago. And Probably. rough weather for everyone all around the nation. So. Yeah, I think so. Except for, uh, you know, certain locations. But anyway, happy squad leader, everybody. Here we go. Happy squad leader. Well, I guess we should say, you know, I'm going to ask you what's next, and you're going to tell me probably letters, right? Mm-hmm. You can so. go right into it. It's time for letters. It's time to read them now. It's time for letters. It's really fun and how. We're going to get them out. It makes me want to shout. And I have the first letter. You lucky devil. From Thomas North. And he opens it with, And cue theme music to letters in his letter. And then he says, Dear Jeff and Dave. First of all, accept the uh, endless counter trays full of kudos for your unending efforts to make your podcast as enjoyable as they are. I'm certain that if you were both Quilting Bee enthusiasts or fans of Lawrence Welk, costume trivia, you would have just as many faithful followers waiting in breathless anticipation of your next episode. Well, we'll see, because that opening bit we just did was pretty boring. Yeah, well, yes, it was. It would have been a lot more interesting had we been talking about Lawrence Welk, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> That's, and he, you know that's a it's a, actually a good idea because we have been talking. Can we tell people this about Lawrence Welk? No, about um, about doing another podcast. We have been talking about it. Yes, and we're trying to pick a topic that we both agree would be. Um, yeah, let's just talk about know, it now. F- fit certain criteria that we have, and Lawrence Welk. No, was not no, one. Is of, not one of them. But and is, <laughs> shall we add it to the short list or no? Should we tell them what we were thinking of? Sure. Or, yeah, we can get people. Well, we started feedback. thinking of doing like the Aurora Monster Model and horror film podcast. Yeah, horror film Right, podcast. and we looked online. There were lots of them out there. Yeah, Classic scats. horror. I thought it would be great to talk about those films. I did too. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. So now we're just thinking, taking our movie reviews and book reviews and put them into a separate show. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. So we do a show about World War II books and movies. Yeah. Was kind of the thought. Yeah. But I don't know. Neither one of us are like. I don't know. You're more enthusiastic about that than I am. Well, I, I do have a couple movie reviews ready and book reviews. Yeah. I've been holding off on doing on this show yeah. to launch. Yeah, and part of the reason is we we like doing this and we want to do more of this kind of thing and um, maybe reach a different and maybe wider audience. Though we're we probably have a thousand. <laughs> you mean there's not a lot of squad leader players in the world? Not as many as we'd like. <laughs> so yeah, back to Tom's letter. Yes, Tom's letter. Uh, he says he's. Back his gaming background he gives here, and he is in Afghanistan. Oh, I believe yes. Serving. Uh, you can tell from the patina of dust on this email. I currently am serving in Afghanistan with the U.S. Army. I don't have much downtime, but when I do, to quote Piano Man, I listen to the Two Half Squads podcast. And in the past few weeks, I've finally been able to catch up. And you may wonder how. Close a simulation ASL is to operate in an actual combat zone. Well, I did some careful measuring, and I have discovered hmm. that an infantryman's full combat load, helmet, body armor with plates, M4 carbine, ammo, weighs precisely as much as the entire ASL system. Boards, <laughs> counters, scenarios, <laughs> rules, dice tower, keg, keg of beer, etc. It's a very good writer, isn't he? Yeah, he is. So whether you're slogging up the side of the Hindu Kush or simply carrying your entire ASL system from your car to a hotel for a convention. (laughs) 
the two physical experiences are one in the same. <laughs> so thanks for the fun podcasts. Don't think that you are not advancing the cause and increasing interest. Remember, just because they're pushing the dull button doesn't mean they're not listening. Yes. <laughs> You're sincerely soon to be Major Tom. Soon to be Major. Wow, that's that's very impressive. And P.S. One small complaint. For the love of all that is holy, please, please stop trying to pronounce German or French words. Oh. <laughs> it's the linguistic equivalent of bayonetting a penguin. <laughs> and I thought we were doing pretty good with quad guerre. I thought so. I thought because the French guy taught me that one. Yeah, but of course, there's been a whole lot more, haven't there? <laughs> been... Yeah, the Nefertiti Gunga That's the one. The other one he lists here. Oh, is it really? And but Robin, but she speaks German. Yes, she does. But we never say it the same. That's the problem. And she didn't grow up with the Nefertiti Gungas Fafa in her <laughs> vocabulary. Oh, yeah, when, not when really. she was... it probably didn't come up very often. On her trips to visit her oh, grandmother. Yes, indeedy. So, well, it's nice to know that we're and, providing some entertainment to uh, the troops over yes, there. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's very impressive. Yeah, and for us, it's funny how when you read words, even in English, and you don't hear them pronounced. Yeah. Like, remember, I was pronouncing chasm. Yeah. And then we were gaming one time. I said, "There's a big chasm," and everyone went, "You mean a chasm?" Yeah. I was like, you're kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> it's pronounced that way. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just read it. I guess I never heard anyone ever say it. All right. I have a confession to make. And mm-hmm. it, and this does relate to the podcast, actually. How about that? <laughs> we were uh, it was a, a few podcasts ago, and you gave me a scenario to look at. And it was called Hotly Contested Something or Other. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that was the title. Hotly Contested Something or and I said, "Hotly contested." Did you really? Something I did. And you said, and you started laughing, and you said, "You mean hotly?" And I said, "Yes, of course." And then afterwards, I thought, "Gee, I, I don't know that I it's ever come up in conversation where I have said hotly of anything, but in my brain, I say hotly." Oh, really? I do. <laughs> that is a confession. It's just one of those. Yeah. It was just one of those mind and wait, after synapse said, things. After you said hotly, I thought, "Oh, yeah." Of course. That's really the, <laughs> the way word it goes. <laughs> That's a little embarrassing. Well, there you go. But That's a good example of what I was just yeah. talking about. Yeah, so chasm, I would I would totally cut you some slack for chasm. But not indefatigable. <laughs> <laughs> That's where indefatigable. I yeah. I have a, an email here from John who says, Guys, the podcast is great. I haven't played an ASL in years, but listening makes me feel like I do. I had a question for you about Rising Sun. I currently own Beyond Valor and the Rulebook. Do you know about how many of the Rising Sun scenarios that I could play with just the counters that come with the module? I sent an email to MMP, but I think I trust your guidance a little more. Wow, that's nice. Thanks. Uh, Keep the podcast coming. Sent from my BlackBerry 10 smartphone on the Verizon Wireless 4G LTE network. I probably didn't need to read that last part. Oh, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why does that stuff appear? People, but I don't know. You know, pe- people. Oh. So people ask us uh, questions. They come to us sometimes with questions like this, and uh, we don't know. And yes, once and again, are we going to look it up? Nah, no, no. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but we do appreciate you writing, John, and just thinking that that we would know the answer to this, or 
would look it up. And we'll, but we always like to put it out to the audience, and someone may post a comment yes. that will tell you the answer to your question. Yes, John. and so I know there are there is probably a scads of people that can rattle that right off because they've done all the research on it already. Yes, and I have a letter from Tom Cundiff, and he's saying uh, he had published an old soldier's magazine. He's not going to be able to do it anymore. No one's submitting things. It was you know, keeping yeah. a miniatures wargaming yeah. kind of thing going yeah. online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a good magazine. Uh, but he says, I continue to be a board member at the Ernie Pyle World War II Museum. Hmm. We were successful in wresting control from the state of Indiana, but they left the museum in terrible shape physically and financially. And so he's putting out a plea to save the museum. Of course, Ernie Pyle was significant in helping Roosevelt obtain public support, moving Americans away from isolationism, support England with military goods, etc. So as a member of the board, I implore you to help support the museum and save it for not only the people and veterans of the U.S., but as a place of international importance and heritage. So I donated personally. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. You're a good man. And then I stole some things from your house, Jeff, and I sold them on eBay, and I donated that. (laughs) I take that back, what I said about you. (laughs) And so I thought we could link this. Is that okay with you, Jeff? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. And listeners? That's a good cause. Because, hey, guys, right, you're all World War II fans in some way. and Well, no one's a fan, but uh, interested in the history and this type of thing. So we'll post that for everyone to uh, consider making a donation. And it's amazing. how many of those types of museums and yeah. that there are around the country Never that probably a lot of people don't know about. Right. And so they don't contribute to, and and obviously that would be a shame to lose those. And one of the ones that uh, that I was at that I, I was just amazed when I went there that I've mentioned before was the Churchill Museum that's in, um, in Missouri, in uh, Fulton, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is amazing at the... At the university there where Churchill gave his Iron Curtain speech after the war. But a great museum there. And occasionally they look for donations and, you know, I do what I can. Yeah, even even our own little cantini over here, the First cantini. Division Museum. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, amazing museum. So I'm glad you put that on there. Yeah, I, I will send them something. Email here from Jackson Kwan. Happy holidays, gentlemen. So obviously this goes back a little bit. I hope you are well. I dealt with Steve Deathlifson Mm -hmm. only via email, so it's great to hear him on your podcast. I thought you should know that a gentleman by the name of George Bates is setting up what we think is the first Asia ASL tournament in Singapore Mm -hmm. on February 21st of 2014 called Malaya Madness 2014. Uh, Jackson includes a link to this announcement from that they put on Consum World, and he says, I signed up already, got my hotel room booked, and an airline ticket bought. It's my first tourney, so I'm sure to be wiped out. But I look forward to playing a lot of games, learning a lot, and being part of the Asia ASL fabric. Take good care of yourselves and warm regards. So that's great. Thank you, Jackson, for that, for your uh, kind words, and to post that. So we'll, we'll put that, and I wish that was one we could go to. Gee, Dave, you want to go to Malaysia? I do, and Laura had said her brother, Tony Tan, he, he uh, came here as a Vietnam uh, refugee, mm-hmm. is in Hong Kong, and she thought we might go there, and I was thinking, hmm, connect these two groups together. Yes, because they're both <laughs> south of the equator. 
therefore well, close together. Well, they're over there as opposed to over here. <laughs> yes, so that are. makes it closer together than here it to does, there, yeah. right? Yeah. And maybe you could slip the pilot like a 20 and say, could you, <laughs> Just could you swing over to land Sam. us in Malaysia maybe for a so, little, bit, for a little layover? Anyway, yeah. I, and I did tweet this out for you, Jackson. Uh, which I try and do right away when I, we get these kind of notifications. And I guess this might be a good time to mention that the ASL Open, we've mentioned this before, the oh, ASL yes, Open please. is coming at the beginning, the first weekend in April. And I think it's important that we try to support our local tournaments. Yes. Wherever you are in the world, try to support your local tournaments. Go to the tournament. Even if you don't play in the tournament, go to the tournament, see what's going on, throw the tournament uh, director some cash, Mm-hmm. to show that you appreciate his efforts. And one thing I know about the ASL Open, um, I actually don't even know if I can say this. Can you? Well. Is it a pronunciation uh, issue? No, it's... it's <laughs> <laughs> Dave Goldman, who runs the tournament, would uh-huh. really like to see some more participation. Yeah, yeah, we can say it. Um, and, um, and if there isn't, we don't know what will happen to the ASL correct. Open. Correct. He has to cover the costs of the He's place. He's got to. Yeah. So, I mean, we could move it to a church basement, but... It's nicer to have it in it's the nice hotel. It's nice to have it in the hotel. So we really hope that people will make an effort yeah. if you're anywhere Even near we... Chicago or, or would love a beautiful trip to <laughs> a beautiful city. <laughs> and you and I would not be competing, but I like to pay Dave. And yeah. we go and we play a game on our own there yes. and hang out and have lunch with some ASL dudes. Yeah. So even if you can just do that, folks. Yeah. It's really uh, it's important. It's good for the hobby. It's good for everybody. Are we paused? Uh, no, but I can. And I have a letter from Sanbei, or Jeff, actually. And he is in, uh, has, says, just to help with the question from Santiago on computer versions of ASL. Steel Panthers uh, 1 was pretty close. Yeah. SP2 used the same engine but covered modern conflicts, and SP3 bumped everything up to the company battalion level, and it's a very different game. Ah. The closest game I found to ASL was the Combat Mission series by Battlefront, not to be confused with Battlefront Games, who make the Flames of War, World War II, 15mm miniature game. Yeah. So Combat Mission series. He says it's very visual, and uh, you can zoom in, and lots of good things about it. The game offers solo and online and face-to-face play. Oh. I, he says, I, and um, he has a little story uh, about, I discovered combat mission when I was forced to leave ASL. I had everything from squad leader through gung-ho, and we were moving from Fort Leavenworth in 2001. Disaster struck. As the moving truck came up, I noticed something amiss. The truck that arrived was a flatbed with wooden moving containers and not the standard moving semi that picked up everything a few weeks earlier. Uh, okay. As I walked up to the rear deck of the flatbed, I noticed a Russian 447 counter and a few oh. of his friends lying on the deck. No. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jeff. We don't mean to laugh at your misfortune. Yeah. This was not Poor going guy. to be good. Then I noticed a few more in a nice little path down the road. Oh. <laughs> and the dread started to sink in. I'm going to keep going, can I? Yeah. As soon as the door of the container was removed, my heart dropped. At the floor of the container were the open plastic containers that once held my counters with my lawnmower sitting upside down, nose first into the top 
of the now crushed containers. The oh. counters were everywhere. And then I saw some light glisten under the lawnmower engine. The lawnmower had also crushed another box, and that one had my map boards and rule book. And the oil had dripped now over the open oh. box. Yeah. So, oh, anyway. Oh. Um, thanks for sharing that story. I don't know why I'm finding it so entertaining because yeah, it's very really tragic. Entertaining in a in a funny way <laughs> for you. Which well, is... well written. Again, these people write well. Yes, they write they to us, don't they? Yeah. But now, now is a good time to practice your uh, your Buddhist uh, non-attachment. That it, yes. that's where I was going to go. Right. It's only stuff. It's just stuff. It's just ASL. <laughs> and certainly, Dave Kleinschmidt, who has. Duplicates of everything would, well, would not gladly quite. give him a very good deal, and rather than he does say he's starting to uh, re pieces. Oh, that actually we the podcast rekindled his interest. He's been doing Flames of War, oh, and the okay. podcast rekindled his interest in ASL. He's re putting together his uh, his collection. So, oh, wonderful. so far, a rule book Beyond Valor yeah. and Rising Sun, and hey, that'll keep you busy for a long time. It will, it? and it's not like the stuff is. Just absolutely not at- obtainable. So, thank goodness. And don't forget, sad, this podcast is, story. is brought to you by listeners like Matt. Yes, who donated. Thank yes, you, Matt. We, we've had a couple of very nice donations uh, recently. So, much appreciated. Here's a letter from Robert. Uh, he actually left this on our um, website Post on the website, Happy New Year from Scotland. We get a lot. We actually have had a lot of uh, response from people from Scotland lately. Happy New Year from Scotland. Good rolling for 2014. Enjoyed the episode. This is the Deathlifson. I still struggle with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Take two. Uh, Some talk in this episode of the series After the Battle. The then and now aspect to these books is no better reflected than by the Russian photographer Sergei Larenkov. Oh, yeah. Here's his website showing photographs from Winter War, and he gives us a link, which we'll put on the show notes. Yes. And, yes, amazing. Yeah, and I tweeted that out, too, if you check our tweet file. If you're not following us on Twitter, you ought to be. He's, well, <laughs> yeah, there's occasional good stuff there. Uh, yeah. As listeners give it to us, yeah. we're not finding this stuff. And he does these photos with... Double exposures with the old black and white uh, image of the war photo, and then part of the photo is the color current day version. Oh, very interesting. Yes. So that's amazing. Very interesting indeed. It reminds me that recently I watched on the History Channel a um, special about the the use of 3D photography and uh, by the British and how useful that was in picking out targets for bombing raids and oh. it was it was quite amazing that that they even had 3d photography in those days and here, here's basically how it works dave you take a 2d black and white photograph 2d mm-hmm. you add an additional d and it becomes a 3d 3d <laughs> it's actually more complicated than that but that's all i remember from the show <laughs> Yeah, we have a letter here from P.J. Norton. I love this letter because he starts off the letter, Guys, my name is P.J. Morton, uh, Norton, <laughs> not Morton. My name is P.J. Norton. I was interviewed on your show a while back <laughs> and thought you might want to get an AAR from the latest museum fest here in Detroit. Well, P.J., I, 
<laughs> That's so cute. Because you're very humble. Very we humble. We do remember you. We remember you very well. But he, it, was he, a, it was a great interview. Of course, as a listener, he would know that you have a short-term memory problem. Well, that's that's true. I do. I'd forgotten that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, of course, we remember you. And thank you for sending us this. Uh, glad to know the Museum Fest is still going strong. So um, just reading through this, it's just a couple paragraphs it's an long. It's AAR? Yeah, just kind of an overview of how Museum Fest went for mm -hmm. him, which is held uh, at the Michigan Military Technical and Historical Society in East Point, Michigan. And I would send them a check, but that's that's too long to put on a check. Muse mm -hmm. Michigan Military Technical and Historical Society in East Point. Um, so he hosted this is the forty the forty sixth thrice annual fest. He had twelve people attending on Friday. They played ASL and Warhammer. On Saturday, they got 14 people playing ASL, Ogre, Pathfinder, and Glory for Rome. And a lot of old friends there. Some people that uh, whose names we recognize. Glenn Hausman was there. Bob Davis. Um, Lawrence Davies. Some of these guys we recognize their name. Uh, Larry Flaherty. Wayne Boudreaux. Fred Schwartz. Uh, this guy in here we recognize. Oh, Dustin. Witchy. Oh, yeah, he writes us a lot. He writes to us. Um, they played scenarios such as With Friends Like These from Out of the Attic and One Last Mighty Hue from Friendly Fire Pack 6 and then uh, Churchill's at Kursk, Does Broy Defiant, The Ring from an Early Action Pack, mm -hmm. um, Samurai Sunset on the Hell's Corner map, Cradle to Grave, Hausman came by on Friday and socialized and took some pictures, which we posted on the Game Squad forum. But we should look for those because I, I always like to see people having a good time playing ASL. A reporter from the combined local Macomb County newspaper stopped by on Saturday and took some pictures and Ooh. did interviews with us, promising to do a story on the event. I've been hosting this event since 1997 when I inherited the mailing list from Kurt Martin's then-defunct Winter Olympics. I hosted the event at my office warehouse from 97 through 2011 at the museum since then. Every event has been fun and special, but this one ranks up there in the fun and length of playing time. May 2014 event is the next one. It's been scheduled for May 16th and 17th again at the museum. So there we go. Excellent. If you're anywhere near there or would like to take a nice vacation and end up in Michigan, either by chance or by accident, <laughs> then uh, um, that looks like a good one to go to. So thanks, PJ. And I have a letter from Steve Ambrose. Uh, not only are your podcasts fabulous, but you are consistent. And he goes on to say other podcasts are one hasn't published in a year, another hasn't done since last summer. And what am I driving it? I can depend on the two half squads. So. Oh, that's nice to know. If nothing else. We're dependable. Mm -hmm. And he says he's heading to the Winter Offensive, and he was taking some of our flyers with him. I emailed him oh, to nice. those. Oh, good. To him. And if he sees Chaz or Ken Dalton, he will check on the status of Jeff's leader counter. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yay. So anyway, thank you, Steve, for the uh, little encouragement. I guess to... a compliment like consistent will have to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like when you when you get a book, you see a book. And like the review, you read some of the reviews on the inside cover or on the back. Mm -hmm. And if they say, oh, so-and-so is consistent, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> Can't say more than that. Yeah, but I'll take it. 
And we have some voicemails. Oh, we do. Excellent. Excellent. Hi, guys. Uh, I have a... I'm just listening to your um, your podcast here, and I thought of something in the shower uh, about uh, Starter Kit and uh, why I don't like it. Um, it's my personal opinion that Starter Kit teaches bad habits that are not easily forgotten when you move to full rules. Uh, I just want to hear your thoughts on that on hopefully your next episode. Uh, again, this is uh, Dustin from Michigan. Thanks. And I'm oh. going to bet Jeff's going to say, well, we don't want to get into any controversy over Starter Kit. No, we don't want to get any, any contra- controversy <laughs> ever. And though. So, <laughs> I'm wondering why Dustin is thinking about us in the shower. <laughs> no, he was thinking about Starter Kit in the ah, shower. Ah, okay. I like his point. I think it's a good point. Well, um, I'd like to know more about maybe some specifics about what he's talking about there. What bad habits do you think uh, he's talking about? Does anything spring to mind? Because uh, nothing springs to mind right um, Movement. You don't bypass, so you get stuck going into buildings. And I actually help my opponents several times moving yeah i watch them go through the house in the woods and i'm like and they're short like oh i can't get there <laughs> you know why don't you just bypass bypass and then yeah so it is i think it, that it may be that yeah could be i mean of course there's a lot of stuff left out like if you can assault move from one building to another and not worry about us getting hit with a snapshot yes which in full asl you got to think about that all the time right so that could be what he's talking about, but I'd, I'd like to know more. Yeah, I'd and, like and to it know could more be. Too. Yeah, we can talk at the uh, open ASL open. Yes, he'll be there, and we'll be there. And here's his second part. He called back. Oh, good. Okay. Hi, it's Dustin from Michigan again. Uh, I forgot to uh, ask one thing. When's your next contest going to be? Either email or through phone. Thanks. Bye. All right, Jeff. I think it's time for the next contest. Yeah, I guess we'll have to come up with one. Have you? I no, I forgot oh. to think. Of, I forgot to think about it and come up with one. Yeah, we should come up with one. It's been a while. Your since call us, call us. We want it on the phone line, right? Yeah, and tell us. Well, it's not going to be a. I like hearing. I like hearing. I do like the call in. Like hearing people's voices. Though Dustin, uh, if you would pronounce your last Witchies. name next time. Yes, next time. we were just talking about you yeah. previously, right? Yeah. Um. Well, we had the. Comedy bit contest, and we still haven't song lyrics of those. And we, and I still have to do Carol the Bells from that. Tell us your favorite. We had the well, was nationality, that a yeah. Nationality well, contest. it was Colin, and they yeah. won books or something. We drew randomly. So yeah. now it's going to be call us and tell us. Guess Dave's weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is in my pocket? A ring. What? What is? What is in Dave's pocket? Well, you can call call yeah. us and tell us your. Do we want ASL stories? Or do those get boring? Never. Under a minute. Tell us your biggest disaster or entertaining ASL event thing that happened. Like that, when I went berserk and my guys ran up the mountain and took the captured the mortar. Yes. On the top. Yeah. Or something like that. We'll think of something. Okay. Well, for now, it's that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Until next show, we'll change it.
Make up your own. This or is the, the make the up show. your own contest. Call us and just start in on something. Now we appreciate. How about whoever calls us and tells us what the next contest should be? You'll win something automatically. Okay, yeah, so that's a great idea. Do you want to do that? Call us and tell us what the next contest should be. Okay. Pretty soon we're not going to have to do anything on this show. People <laughs> writing letters, they're calling and telling us what to do next. It's it's a wonderful thing. All right. What have you been playing lately? What have you been playing lately? Well, Jeff, we know what that music is all about. One thing I've been playing lately is I played this Visions of Grandeur, I think. Yes, this is the game I tried to talk about last time, and I was still in the middle of it with Dave Timonen. Oh, okay. And so now we finished it, and I lost. And it looked like I was really winning, but I made some notes because I think I was so distraught at how it went bad for me. This is a one of the Le Franc Terreur, oh, <laughs> French word. Uh-oh. Sorry, guy from Afghanistan. You know, I minored in French in at the university. And uh, I, st- I can't say to either. But this was a Russian civil war in Siberia, June oh. 1921. The Reds against the Whites, which were my favorite ones. Yeah. And I needed to... Do all three of the following. Control 13 buildings, earn 30 points, earn 10 exit points. There you go. It's a lot. Yeah. Get the buildings, get to kill the enemy, and get off the board with some dudes. So it was like a big flanky move. I was coming around off this hill into this little village, and and I had cav and some wagons, and things were going great at the beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. There's some Mongolian troops helping out the whites. What's not to like? And my note says, I was winning into turn five. It's a nine-turner. Reds consolidate back. I forgot what I meant by that note. Turn six and eight. Dave Timonen rolls seven or less most of his rolls. Oh. Gets five or more snipers. Wow. I get zero. Not that I'm complaining. Well, what was your sniper number? <laughs> it says mine was a four. Or what was his? Four. We both were fours. Okay, so you were rolling some fours. Yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah. So he was rolling some fours. Uh, he had a good defense, I concede. Mm. But we, f- we forgot to eliminate his brokies in a fortified building as I was adjacent. Oh, now that's and why And he I had would've... to stumbled upon well he had to route remember if you're adjacent and they can't route into cover right and they are getting shot at in every hex yeah they should have surrendered to me yeah. we totally forgot that right interesting rule you know mess up when usually we play it correctly mm. and so i try to surround them to force their elimination right yeah. for not being able to route because they were surrounded different reason for not routing and and then i remembered oh we messed this all up and i got the 30 points by suddenly, by um, th- I remembered and I went, oh, okay, well, wait, wait, these guys are dead, right? Yeah. So I got my 30 points and two others, and I got a building control of 13-plus buildings, and then I got six or seven exit points and fell short of the oh. 10 exit points. Oh. So, oh, that's, <laughs> I think that's why that one was frustrating at the end. Yeah. 
It was looking so good, but then he, you know. So there you go. And this was game 1,150. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. Oh, wait. Victory. Oh, no. Game 1,150 yeah. was previous to that. It was a victory in Bailey's Demise, which I think I played against you. Yeah, I think that's right. Is that right? So there's a little yeah. number update for me. Spectacular. And did we talk about our rule thing we screwed up? Well, I was just going to ask you that. Did we talk about that? I, I kind of don't think we did on the show. I don't which think was so. A, which was a real blunder. Do you want to tell the story? Um, no. I will. Okay. So we're playing along, and yeah. and I get a sniper. Yeah. And Jeff was moving a guy toward me, and I shot at him, and I rolled, like, or Jeff rolled my sniper, and I yeah. got a one or two. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, it's a it's a one. He's broken. That guy yeah. that's moving that I just yeah. defensively fired shot at, he's right. broken because I got a one on the sniper. Yeah. And we flipped it over. Flipped it broken. over. Moved on, moved, on, <laughs> moved on to the next unit. Played several more. Yeah. Maybe a turn or something, right? Yeah. And later we got another sniper. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jeff says, where's the sniper counters? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. And I look around the board. That's go, one of those bad where? habits you get from this playing the starter <laughs> kits. There so you go. We, so I say, yeah, where are the sniper where, counters? Where are they? And they have to be here because we already had a sniper go yeah. off. So suddenly we, we couldn't imagine that we had we, left them off. We, we, we totally remember the, ex, the right way to play it. Yes. All of a sudden, both yes. at once. Whereas previously, we just did it wrong. <sighs> both at once, so... Yeah, I don't yeah. know what was happening there. Maybe an alignment of planets or something screwed up our karma. That was our, incredibly funny. Our chakras. Yeah, amazing. Well, and I, I led you down the wrong path by simply going, oh, it's a one. He's, he's broken. And I'm sure you just thought, well, yeah, oh, yeah, does a one break him? Yeah, yeah it does. So, yes, okay. Does. And you okay. weren't thinking, wait, we didn't roll random location. I suppose there's a part still. of me somewhere that, that thinks Dave knows what he's doing. Just nod your head and keep going. <laughs> Probably that's part of it. It was so funny because the next funny. time you're like, okay, sniper. Uh, yeah. And I was too. I was going, okay, where's the sniper counter? Right. We're going to roll from that. Yeah. They were on vacation. <laughs> Still in the box. Oh. On vacation. And what have you been playing lately, Jeff, well, with me? <clears throat> I have been playing with you uh, um, God, God Save the King, which is also known as A Bridge Too Far. From the, well, it was from It's from the, the Bridge Too Far. Official uh, game. Yeah. Yes, which was the. Yeah, or, which, where is that from, by the way, that Bridge Too Far? Uh, Multi-man publishing. It is. Yeah. The it was a historical module made by Steve Deathlifson. Yeah. Called God Save the King. It was. Okay. And I played all those with Dave Timonen. Yeah. And we then, or no, I I played them with some various other players I had in the past, and then MMP reissued it or made it official yeah. product. Remember, Steve talked about that. Then I played them all with Dave. Except for the biggest one there, which is we what were intimidated we're by them. Yeah, yeah. So we're playing the big scenario now, and we've got four people playing. Mm-hmm. You and I are on the the German side, British. Uh, oh, we're on the British side. <laughs> They're the tan, tan counters. Oh yeah. Well, we haven't played for three <laughs> weeks. I've forgotten. Yeah, we had a night canceled. Um, yeah, but we've set up our perimeter inside block H. Yeah, the which first is huge... the first night we just met, we kind of decided we went over the rules. It was fun, you know, I and I will say I'm having a lot of fun with this. I just wanted you to know I, oh, I'm good. really enjoying the group. Good. So we got four guys together, we went over the rules, we went over kind of looked at the map, 
pretty carefully, picked sides, oh. guys did all of our setup, which was and a little time-consuming. Yeah, you, you know? and I did our defense. Yeah. And then they did the offensive setup. And you, you and I should have left then. It was like 930 We night. could have left, yeah. It's like an hour later, they're done with the offense. And yeah. then we realized, oh, we're done for the night. Right. But, yeah, so we have. But we did get started. And, and we're, we're into turn two, three. Yeah. Now. The next time we met, we kicked out three turns. Or yes. Something. Yeah, we did. Two, at least two. So in here, we have to defend uh, a, a block. It's not square, but a block of buildings. Buildings. And, they have to eliminate all of us inside there. Yeah. Right. Right. And I looked it up on Roar before we started and found it was like, I forget now, but I'll make up the number twenty German victories to like three or four British. Oh, is that right? You know, remember that? And I, and I said, "Is anyone uncomfortable with this?" Yeah. And so you and I decided. I said, "I'll." take the British defending, even though I wanted to attack, to practice better at the attack. Yeah. Because um, I don't mind losing at the end of all this long thing. Yeah. And then you agreed you didn't care if you won either. Yeah, I don't so. care. That's probably why I don't win more squad <laughs> leaders, because I, the winning and the losing is not as interesting to me as the playing and, so, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, so you and I are uh, going to try and like pull I, out of I feel like we're in a good position, you know, that they, though when they like set it. up. It's, it's so interesting because... This happens to me every time. I'll set up a defense, and I'll think, wow, this is genius. Then my opponent comes on and sets up his offense, and I'll think, oh, crap, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> but we have I every, never would have thought of that. Every side covered. We do. And yes. we've been able to shift. Yes. We're starting they to They came shift. across the street. They tried. They smoked the wrong. They smoked a bunch of buildings of ours, and then they came across the street where there was no smoke. Right. And yeah, they, they set up their, they set up their guns uh, just on the other side of the ramp yes. leading to the bridge the and, and, and put up a lot of smoke along big that edge. Big mortars and big guns. But and then they're coming in. Uh, in the corner. In the we corner. don't have the map with us. Yeah, but. I don't know if it's north or south or east or west. But And you check that assault totally. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Routers break, broken. It's a boulevard. There's a neg one. And um, now they're entering from this other side. So. Yeah. So we'll so see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. But, you know, there's one thing I learned. I'm, I'm going to try to learn something each time I play. One thing that comes to mind uh, that I learned was that Mark was coming down the street um, and was pretty far away. And it didn't, didn't look like when, when they enter their forces, they get to enter from pretty far off from the playing area. Still on the board, obviously, mm-hmm. but, but far from where all the action is. So he's running along very quickly and uh, gets to the end of their turn, and they get to take concealment if they want. And he's got a stack of units kind of out in the middle of the road, and he wants to take concealment on them. And it looks like he's not within line of sight, sight of anybody, anybody, so he should be able to take concealment. If he, it's not concealment terrain, he should be able to pass the concealment check. What I learned here is that this is a really good time to remind somebody that they can take a concealment check because I wanted to know if I had line of sight to his stack. And if he says I'm going to take a concealment oh, check, right. you get a I get to take a free check. line of sight to him and say, I think I can see him from here. And it turns out I could see him from there. Ah, good. And so he couldn't take his concealment. I feel kind of bad because I feel like I let him into that. but. <laughs> Well, but that's okay. No, he'll, he'll remember. Yes, and it didn't cost him So any, free line anything, of sight check. and really. uh, He won't be there very long for you to shoot at him. Not right? for long. He's going to move anyway. But I think, is it our turn on the next? Uh, our, uh, 
we're attacking next, I might I have a forget. shot at him because he's out in the open in the middle of the street with a big stack. It's yeah. it's you know it's going to be long range, right? But still, but a, a, a nice three, a nice snake eyes or three yeah. is four is a good thing. Yeah, so good one to remember. So we'll keep folks posted, and maybe we'll put a picture up. Yeah. And I have also been playing. I played with Rich Spilkey the other day. Oh, yeah. And we played. Um, Rich is kind of getting ready for the ASL Open, which is coming up. Hey, everybody, get there to the ASL Open. And we played uh, one of the scenarios that is going to be part of the tournament. It's from Eastside Gamers, number 109. It's called Backs to the Wall. This is an early war in Calais with uh, Germans against the British. Is that a French word? Calais? Mm-hmm. Yes. Please don't try and pronounce that. Yeah, you're right. Okay. And Calais. And Calais. Calais. Yeah. Calais. Yeah. And um, the Germans are the attackers. The British have to protect two bridges, two short bridges, and a building. And the Germans come on, have to come on. And I kind of like the scenario because it's it's early war. It's interesting because all of the tanks have practically no armor on them. Because a lot of this stuff, I'm sure, was like leftover World War One type of uh, vehicles. So the armor factors are like one or two. And um, so Rich was defending. I came on as the Germans, and I felt like I had a really good position. I had a nice big 150 milliliter um, self-propelled gun which I wanted to make good use of. I laid down some smoke right at the beginning. I thought, look at me, doing good. I'm not just going to use the, try to take the gun up close and, you know, and somebody's going to jump on it and yeah. kill me. So I laid down smoke. The problem I was having was I didn't, I wasn't aggressive enough. And in this particular scenario, the Germans have to be really aggressive early on in order to get their uh, tanks in position so that when the British can bring on some additional forces in turn three, the Germans are ready for placed because what happened was defend. I was a little bit hesitant because uh, Rich had ten concealment counters, um, dummy counters. And I was a little too hesitant moving through those, and plus he had a hip unit somewhere with an ATR. Little too hesitant. Yeah, you don't want to lose a tank to the side shot. But that's right. If you're not in a position to stop the reinforcements, so and so hopefully that's good advice for people coming to the open. Yes. So I got clobbered. So we're going to play it again the next time we get together in a week or so. Switch sides. So he, can, switch sides. he likes to play both sides, yeah. right, before he yeah. see if he can get his vehicles yeah. in a better position. But it was interesting because uh, he put there are two roadblocks covering the main roads, and then the rest of the roads are narrow roads going through a bunch of buildings. And, man, that, that really chews up a lot of movement factors going through those narrow roads because you got to move, and then you got to turn, and then you got to move one, and then you got to turn, and... Yes, it does. It's, it's very, costly. very costly, it's costly getting through there. So we're, we were trying to figure out after we played how the Germans could even, even if there weren't roadblocks, how can they get up there quickly enough? So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if he can do it. Well, good. That covers uh, what yeah. we've been playing lately. Yep. Oh, I learned one thing from that one. Oh, yeah. So here's what I learned. This is something, um, I love this, and that is that an open tough. AFV can throw smoke grenades in their own hex. Um, open-topped AFV, yes. It's, yes. Um, the, like the crew, it's just they, like placing smoke. Correct, they can. And that, I think it was added a little later after um, the desert. It was added for the desert, and then it was made an official rule, I think. Oh, really? With the second edition yeah. or something. 
But yeah, got to remember all that stuff. And this made me think that the one thing that I struggle with sometimes is that AFVs have to come on and infantry has to come on and cross some open ground. And I always think, man, how am I going to get this infantry across the open ground? Uh-huh. Well, if I move the AFVs up first and do a couple of them can do a little smoke. smoke, they can cover, help cover, and it doesn't cost anything. I mean, if you don't have smoke, you don't have smoke. It's not like the AFV has to stop or or it breaks or anything like that. It's it's an easy, free possibility of gaining some cover while you're moving. So, today I'm smarter. Hip, hip, hurrah. Yes, you are, sir. You don't sound convinced. I'm ready for the next step segment. Okay, here we go. I think is, what is it? Could it be? What's in? No, it's not. The box. No, no, it can't be that. Oh. No. But I haven't used my, the echo effect yet. Too bad. That's next show. This show. I know. This show is Box Art Review. Back by popular demand. Demand from Matt demand. and many other listeners. Yeah, many other listeners. The, the Box Art Review has become one of the favorites. Maybe we could do a new podcast all about World War II art. Well, there are, that no, that's a thought. Or include that with our book and movie thing, too. Yeah. If we ever get around to doing that. Yeah. I would like you to pull up journal... Number 10, everybody. So Google that up right now. I would like you to turn the music down. Ah. Ah. Is that good? Is like that sitting a good in level? the orchestra. Is that a good pit. level? It got yeah. loud there for a minute. It was. So pull up journal number 10. You can, you can search it online, and then you can hit images. And I don't have it here. I have it. <laughs> I better search for ASL. Oh, it's beautiful. ASL, journal number 10, instead of journal number, just journal 10. Oh, yes. Is this the last journal? I don't know. Is there an 11 yet? I think 11's coming out soon. I need to get this. How come I don't have this yet? It's it's only $28. Hey, everybody, run over to the uh, MMP website and get this. It's only $28, and... Jam-packed with ASL goodness. And this is a very nice work of art, isn't this it? This is nice. Yeah. In we, this work, we see the tank. Is that a... Yikes. Um, that's a Stug, isn't it? doesn't have a turret, does it? It doesn't Turns? have a turret, yeah. It's just got a big gun on the front. Yeah, so I think it's a, a Sturmgemenschutz. Yeah. Oh, we're not supposed to pronounce German yeah, names. Well. I wouldn't qualify that as pronouncing a German name. Stug. Or some other kind of armored vehicle of yeah, it's German like a origin. Self propelled gun type thing. They uh they strap a they strap a barrel on a, on the chassis of a different Yeah, we really should know this. I should know this. And well, it's at a funny angle to tell. We're it seeing the back kind of, of the vehicle. Yes. We're taking the viewpoint of the German soldiers as they advance across the steps. Of Russia, I would assume. Right. Now, this is a view from uh, the the perspective of somebody that's hanging back a little bit and letting the tank go forward. This, of course, is where I would be. 
<laughs> yes, this is where you would be. I would be out in front of the yeah, tank leading the charge because I'm stupid and I would get my head blown <laughs> no, off. No. My head blown off by my own tank. You're that big the commander strapping... would say, get, get down, you fool. You're that big strapping uh, German get guy. Get down, you fool. Yeah. Very epitome yes. of now, the German the, race. The, the triangle effect here, and compositionally <laughs> speaking, isn't really... In this work, it is kind of split, though. If you'll notice, the horizon line is placed higher than the exact midway point, and that's what you want to do. It creates a sense of dynamic excitement to have that look that way yes. instead of it being exactly in the middle. You don't want it to be perfectly symmetrical. No, you do not. The color palette is a nice earthy tones, of course. We have the grain and the panzer tank painted in the camo pattern with the mustardy yellow yes. kind of type of um, camo that Jeff will be painting onto his models should he ever get back to assembling those. Why, yes, I will. Now, we do notice the soldier kneeling next to the tank is in a triangular shape himself, <laughs> but that is not the dominant piece of the work. Of the, work. the right. smoke adding to the excitement and the, and the horror of battle. And I think on an on a underlining uh, level, we do see, I think, this, because the man is so small and crouching, we see the dominance of technology again. This is a common theme I f find for Mr. Smith. I'm assuming this is Ken Smith's work, uh, as a matter of fact, because I don't have my yeah, actual journal here. Probably. Do you want to check his website, Mr. Uh, yes, I'll do that right now. Ken Smith and see if that pops up. And you can also find a dis uh, historical description for us since we're so prepared for this box art review. So the dominance of the machine, the technology, the industrialization, dominating mankind, just dwarfing the, our humanness, just comes out very well in this work. A very good sense of realism in this piece. It is not an uh, abstract work at all, as usual for Ken. I'm uh, not seeing this on his website so far. <clears throat> oh, maybe they switched artists on us. Yeah, it's possible. I like this piece, though. I, mean, it's, I think it, it's it's pleasing to the eye. It's the very color sharp, palette isn't is it? pleasing to the eye. I actually like the fact that the horizon is placed in such a position that just the gray skies are in the upper part of the picture so that the ASL journal is not obscured by background and things like that. And it's very, you know, it's very obvious ASL journal there. And it's obviously, uh, it's obviously about World War II. But I've, I feel like um, it's got a good feel to it. You can almost feel, you know, the weight of the tank and the rumbling. You can almost feel it under your feet. You can, and, I, and with the horizon line going straight across, it works very well with the MMP logo ASL journal yeah. because of the horizontalness of it. Yeah. And this work is actually by David Pentland, oh. a, another great military artist. He, it's under his Axis Land, I hope, segments. And the full work found on his site is much more horizontal work, which fits his composition even better. So when you turn it into a vertical piece to fit the journal cover, not as good. His ah. description is, Sturmgeschutz 3, 
of Stug Battalion. Ah. So we had that right, Jeff. Yes. Grossdeutschland. And supporting infantry advance across so- or battle against Soviet forces defending the strategically important city of Voronezh on the Don. Combined arms operations such as this proved the value of the assault gun, which took a terrible toll on enemy armor and on men. And that has been Box Art Review. And that was a good one. And that's the last journal. Uh-oh. So now what? I don't know. Third-party products. Okay. Wait, what else is there? Oh, fourth-party products. Uh, did we do the Operation Watchtower and all those? Uh, I think so. I don't know. I'll we'll go check. Look. Yeah, we'll check. Very good box art review. Why, thank you. I do have to ask you a question. I, I thought of this while you were talking to me about your Russian Civil War mm-hmm. scenario that you played with, with Dave. With Dave. And that takes place in what, 1920? 21, Siberia. So this makes me wonder, and I don't know if you know the answer, and if you don't, I'm throwing it out there to our listeners, is why are there no ASL scenarios from World War One? Because a lot of the stuff from World War One was used in very, very early World War Two, including a lot of the vehicles and things yeah, like that. I think it could, could easily be done. Yeah, and I'm wondering why nobody's done it yet. And there is the Korean thing coming up, so... Maybe and someone that, wants to get on, yeah, world kind of World War One adaptation. Yeah. You know? So if anybody knows of anything that was put out about World War One or why they haven't, I'd like to know. All right, let us know, listeners. Yeah. So that wraps up, Jeff. That wraps it up for this time. Thanks everybody for listening. As usual, we appreciate you very much. Yes, we do. So roll low and rally well, but but not, not when, when you're playing, playing us. us. Bye-bye, everyone. We don't like that when that happens. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. God, are you, are you still listening? Stop listening. This is the end of the show. You may now stop listening. End of show. Nothing interesting will happen after this point in the show. Although, like, on some of the CDs, you know, you, you keep it playing and you happen upon the secret hidden track. Have yes, you ever experienced right. that? Yeah. Or remember on the Monty Python uh, and the Holy Grail uh, album, they would say, This is the end of side one. Oh, yeah. Turn the record over to hear side two. I had that. Did yeah, you have me that too? too? Yeah, I did too. One of my favorites. I steal stuff from them all the time. <laughs> it's the sincerest form of, of plagiarism. <laughs> of plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs>